Hey guys, it's Liz, and you are listening to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, where we give people the chance to write a letter to their younger selves in hopes that we can learn a little bit from their lives. Hey guys, welcome to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, and today we have Shauna Balsiger here in the studio with us, and she is the Community Engagement Volunteer Coordinator at Huntington County, a former Campus Life Director, so she and I used to work together. She is a volunteer for Huntington North Campus Life and the Well Youth Group. <laughs> she is <laughs> she is all around a great girl, just adopted a new sweet baby puppy. Praise God. What is your dog's name? Francesca May Balsiger, but we call her Franny May. So (laughs) I'm desperately in love and she's the best. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. And uh, Shauna and I have similar backgrounds. We didn't grow up in a Christian home. We, um, you know, have a lot of joy. Shauna has been described as like one of the most joyful people (laughs) that anybody will know. She genuinely always has a smile on her face and if she's not smiling she's crying from being so happy right. and so, you're, like, oh, you're not wrong i've seen it <laughs> and so we love shauna i'm so excited that you're here today thank you so much and so like i said our backgrounds are pretty similar and we both have pretty natural leadership qualities as well and so growing up not in a christian home and then jumping in the church you just kind of uh become a leader in a lot of different ways right and so mm-hmm. will you share a little bit about your experience growing up and and, and and all of that yeah so i'm really excited to be here so growing up my background is similar to liz i didn't grow up in a christian family my family was kind of you would look at us and you would think oh they're pretty perfect and then you would go to our home and it was not super great my parents drank a lot And we were connected when we needed to be connected, but it wasn't super deep. And I think if you would have asked us, we would have said we were Christians, but we didn't even know who Jesus was. So my brother became a Christian and invited me to go to this youth group. And at first I was like, pass. But eventually I went. And when I went, I accepted Christ at this youth group. And this was my junior year of high school. So before accepting Christ, I was very quiet and shy and timid. And then the Holy Spirit did his thing, and I became this, who I am now. Yeah, the confidence of the Lord. (laughs) Literally, I was a total change. And when I changed, I think people kind of noticed, oh, Shauna would be a really great person to do this, this, and this. So instead of diving into my relationship with Christ, I dove into leadership in the church. So I became a student leader in my youth group. I led middle school small groups. I became a part of the worship team at youth group and on big church on Sunday. And then I would speak at big church every once in a while. And basically, if there was a kid at school who someone thought, oh, they should come to youth group. They were like, Shauna, go ask them to come to youth group and maybe they'll come. So I just became this person who was at the front and center of everything that had to do with my youth group. My youth group was called RSM. And if you went to RSM, then you knew Shauna and Shauna was doing something or Shauna invited you. And it was honestly probably really a non-humbling experience because it became like, oh, wow, now that I love Jesus, I can do so many cool things. And before... I had some friends, like I had a a handful of friends, but I really didn't have very many friends and I didn't have any really good friends. So after I became a Christian, all of a sudden I had boatloads of friends and a bunch of people asking me to hang out and do stuff. So it was very much like, ooh, now that I have a relationship with Jesus, I'm better and I have more to offer. And instead of really diving into that and thinking, okay, well, maybe it's because Jesus changed me. It was more because of like, oh, well, I am this awesome person and I can do all of these things. And it got really overwhelming 
really quickly, but I didn't notice it because I was just so excited to be included in something. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like you were forced into this leadership spotlight Mm -hmm. when you weren't ready to carry that weight because being a leader is hard work and it takes a lot of self-discipline and it takes a lot of like um it takes a lot of work to be a really good leader Mm -hmm. and uh, when you're not ready to do those kind of things and and force into stuff and no one is leading you Mm -hmm. essentially then where does that leave you, mm-hmm. you know? And so during that time, you you said you got a lot of confidence mm-hmm. and, and all of that, but what did your relationship with God look like during that moment? Yeah, I would say my relationship with God was just 100% based on blind faith, Okay, which I don't think is totally bad. But if you're just going off of blind faith, I think it can only get you so far. So once people started asking me really deep questions or like theological questions about who God was, if you said it was true, I was like, oh, must be true. Mm. So you could convince me that God was pretty much anything or anyone. And I'd be like, hmm, well, seems legit if you said it. Yeah. I just became a very naive Christian. So then when I went to the university, I met people who were not very naive Christians, aka my husband. Mm. And he was like, what do you actually believe about God? And I was like, ouch. <laughs> what do you believe about God? (laughs) I'll believe what you believe. Yeah, pretty much. So I just realized I was basing my relationship on who I was, my leadership abilities, and then literally on what anyone else told me was true. Not Mm. on scripture, not on who God really was, but if you told me it and I trusted you, then I trusted what you were saying about God was right. It sounds like you knew what people were saying about God rather Mm -hmm. than God. Yes, for sure. And I knew people who loved God, but I don't think I really knew God. Yeah. And I had really great people in my life who were showing me great examples of Christ's love, but they weren't saying, oh, well, you should be doing this or reading this or like testing your faith in various ways and really seeing if you know what you believe. It was mm-hmm. just, oh, Shauna, we love you. Do you love us? Yeah. Okay. Well, we all love Jesus. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Which is a beautiful thing, but really wasn't helpful to the foundation of my Christian faith. Well, yeah, and it, it kind of goes with the whole growth, spiritual growth process where it's talking about when you first become a Christian, you're drink, you need to start yeah. with spiritual milk. Mm-hmm. You need to start like as a child, right? But they like, you've got rushed to eating a full steak yeah. when you should have been just drinking yeah, milk. for sure. I was choking on that steak. Right? <laughs> you, were, you were like jumping to being a leader mm-hmm. when you should have been following and 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 learning what it looks like to follow yeah because you've never like we don't really have to follow things very much in our culture yeah we don't really have a culture of surrender and being obedient and even with our parents like we don't really practice obedience with our parents we listen to them and try to do what they say so we don't get in trouble but where's the surrender where's the obedience where's the humility in Mm -hmm. all of that yeah and you never really got the chance to practice those and then all of a sudden you had to lead people in that yeah and so yeah no wonder you were just grasping at straws being like any spiritual wisdom i can get from anybody so that i could reflect it to other people Mm -hmm. that's what i'm going to take in Mm -hmm. because you were so starving for nutrients Mm -hmm. that you didn't know that you didn't have yeah does that make sense oh definitely and i would say even the way that i grew up my parents would drink a lot on the weekends and when they would come home they would be fighting and little me i'm i'm a two on the enneagram so when people are fighting i'm like let me do anything 
So yes. little me would come running down the stairs when my parents were fighting and I would try to like convince him that everything was okay. So I think even at a young age, I thought that in order to be like good enough, I needed to fix things or be needed or be in leadership or make sure yeah. everyone was okay. Yeah. And that just kind of became a unhealthy pattern in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it progressed mm-hmm. to uh, your leadership and it progressed all of those things. Because when someone asks you to be a leader, instead of thinking, oh, I'm probably not right, the right person for this. Please ask somebody else. Oh, yeah. You thought I could never say no. Yeah. I have to fix this situation. I have to be in this position or else they're not going to see value in me. Mm-hmm. Like you said, yeah. like you had to to advance quickly instead of growing uh, in the progression that God has for us mm-hmm. in all of those things. So then you got to college and you realized that there was a whole new world. Yes. <laughs> in all of this. Yes. yes. Where, so when you first realized that, what what did you feel about yourself? What did you feel about God and, and all of those things? Yeah, that's a good question. I think when I went to Huntington University, I was really excited to be at a really small Christian school because I knew that I had things to learn. But then when I went to my Old Testament class and realized I didn't even know about like Jonah and the whale or anything, I was like, some things went terribly wrong and I don't know what. And I was a ministry major. So I was with kids who have been going to Sunday school their whole life and knew everything and who had parents who taught them everything. Yeah. So I think I just became really, really self-conscious and really, really mad that no one had taught me the things that I wish they had taught me. Because yeah. there were so many people, oh, like, oh, this homework was really easy or this story was really easy. And I remember going to my Old Testament professor's office during office hours and I cried. And I was like, I don't know what you're saying at all. Mm. Like, it's a foreign language to me. And thank goodness I had so many awesome professors who were like, oh, Shauna, just keep sticking with it. You'll be okay. And I had people who came alongside me who were helping me. Yeah. But I just remember thinking, what have I been doing for the last two years of being a Christian? absolutely nothing is what it felt like. Like I had a great, I I guess kind of selfishly, I had a great personality that kind of just got me through things, Mm -hmm. but no one asked me these questions that now I was getting graded over and nobody taught me the things I was now getting graded over. So it it went from zero to a hundred really quickly. Yeah. And I was just upset. And I remember thinking, okay, well, maybe I should drop out. Maybe I shouldn't be this major. Maybe I should just go to a different school, not really knowing what I was going to do next because I kind of put all my eggs in the ministry basket. And when I realized I didn't know what was going on, I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to do this. Yeah. So in high school, you gained this confidence mm-hmm. and you were like, yeah, I'll lead there. Yeah, I'll lead there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this confidence gets shot. Oh, it yeah. It seems like. So what did that do to your self-esteem? Yeah. Ugh. I think it was just really like, ugh. I remember telling my mom, like, okay, well, pre-Shauna, like pre-Jesus Shauna is back and I'm getting back in my bubble. And I felt kind of like just really, really deeply like, okay, who am I then? Mm. Who am I in Christ? Who am I outside of Christ? I don't want to be outside of Christ, but I feel like I am right now because that confidence and that security that I had of being like this joyful person who was always in the front suddenly like went away and I was a little freshman who didn't really know anyone who was really scared to be away from the people that she knew and who didn't know the Bible in these classes where I was supposed to know the Bible so I just felt like I was a fraud and I felt like okay 
I, I went home for Thanksgiving break and I told my mom that I needed to drop out of oh, Huntington yeah. University. Because you had this doubt. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I loved it there. But if I thought about it too much, I felt like I shouldn't be there because I didn't know the things that everyone else knew. And it was already becoming this thing of like, well, I don't want to fake it anymore, but I don't know how to be honest and not feel stupid about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you lived your whole life being helpful to other people. Mm -hmm. And this was a position where you needed help. Yeah. And you didn't know how to ask for it. Yeah. And you didn't know how to take it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, of course you had that like seed of doubt and that that really destructive you know self-consciousness of well i'm just gonna throw everything away now and give up yeah because i don't know how to do this anymore mm -hmm. because you've never you never got the chance to practice being discipled you never yeah. got the, to practice someone mentoring you you were always in that other position mm -hmm. right and so like not being able to receive that help created that that self-doubt in you because you couldn't do it on your own anymore. Yeah. But that's never what God wanted for us anyway. Right? Mm -hmm. And so this is you just took the journey a little wonky way. I did. I did. <laughs> of figuring out where all this is. You started real big, uh -huh. 0 to 100. It sounds like it's been your spiritual journey all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> and then 100 to 0. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Help." <laughs> this is moving in extremes. Yeah, that's the sure. way God made you and we love that. But like, it's a no wonder you had that experience because you never got to practice doing all those other things. And I think anybody at home listening is like, yeah, sometimes it's really hard to accept help. Sometimes it's mm. really hard to do those things. And I also, as a fellow Enneagram too, I <laughs> went on the same journey as you as what like really accepting help and asking for it really looks like. Mm. It's hard. Yeah. It is so hard to truly be vulnerable enough to say, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Can someone please teach this to yeah. me? And it's silly because if someone said that to me, I'd be like, of course, yes. like anything I can do to help. It's literally why you got up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if I were cool. to do that to someone else, then I just feel stupid. But they're not thinking I'm stupid. I'm thinking I'm stupid. Yeah. So it's just like a vicious cycle. I know. So you're you're at home. You're, you've moved from 100 back to zero now. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. You feel like crap. You don't, you feel dumb. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's... I, I feel the same way because once again, didn't grow up in a Christian home and then was hearing all these stories and all these people singing all these songs from Veggie when, tales. Right. All, the, all these songs from when they were kids in Sunday school. And I'm Never like, forget. don't know that song. I feel so dumb. And uh, yeah, it's so defeating and it's so hard to, to really feel that way. And so how did you move out of that feeling? Yeah, I think. I realized that I made my relationship with Jesus 100% about me and what Jesus could do for me and what being a Christian made me and who made me and what, not even in the sense of like to live for Christ is like a beautiful, amazing thing. And I'm really thankful to be doing that, but more of like, okay, well, how does this benefit Shauna? Yeah. How do I gain friends from this? How do I gain confidence from this? And I think it was fed by continually gaining friends and continually gaining confidence. So I just had to sit down with myself one day of like, okay, Shauna, are you actually in a relationship with Jesus because you believe that like he died on a cross for your sins mm -hmm. and that you're a sinner that needs saved by grace? Or are you in a relationship with Jesus because it makes you cooler yeah. or more fun or more joyous, or you're finally friends with all the people that you wish you would have been friends with before. Mm -hmm. And 
it was hard. It yeah. was a hard question. And I don't super love to like look at my life like that because I sometimes wear rose colored glasses and I'm like, everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at it that way, I had to realize like, Shauna, you are super prideful. You are being very selfish. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is barely even like living like in you yeah he's just this added part that you thought would make you better so you decided that it was going to make you better Mm -hmm. and I came to the point where I had to really sit down with Jesus and like repent of this selfish need to be the center of the tension and the selfish need to be the person who everybody wanted to tell their deepest darkest secret to so that I could help them like read a fancy scripture or pray a fancy prayer when I wasn't doing any of that for myself. Mm -hmm. So I remember I went on this trip to Philadelphia my freshman year over spring break. And that was the first time that I really, really felt God for who like he was. When you were in this downtown portion of Philadelphia, there was two blocks where Christians were always at because they had kind of made like a missionary home there. Yeah. And it was in like the bad part of Philadelphia, like literally shootings every other block. A real rough, rough Mm -hmm. part. And they asked me, of course, they asked me to go door to door and spread the gospel. And I was Mm -hmm. like, great. I'm the youngest person on this trip. I like barely know the gospel myself. (laughs) Like just had this identity (laughs) crisis. Great. Thanks guys. Uh, Yeah. So, but I was the only like really talkative one in the group. So they asked me if I would do it. And of Uh, course. The burden of the extrovert. Right. I was like, I guess. (laughs) I didn't want to say no again. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And this was the first time that I had felt genuinely like scared about telling someone the gospel because it was an uncomfortable situation where they weren't going to like me when I said it. Mm. So I went to this house and I felt like this deep, deep darkness. And I was like, okay, Jesus, in order to do this, you have to do this for me. Yeah. And that was the first time that I was like, it is not me that I that needs like they don't need to be saved by Shauna right now. Like Shauna's not their savior. Shauna's about to get shanked. Mm -hmm. Jesus needs to like come up in this and help a girl out. So we went and like we got to pray with this family and it was really awesome and they barely spoke English and I don't speak Spanish and it was like kind of uncomfortable, but the Lord was super present in my heart and I felt this peace of like, man, why don't I let Jesus do this more often? Because he does it so much better than I do. Mm. And I went back to this little like missionary house that they had and I just felt like this peace that I'd never felt and I told everyone about it and they're like oh yeah that's the Holy Spirit and yeah it's like hmm that's pretty neat <laughs> why haven't I been using that before <laughs> so it just took me to this place of Jesus does it better than I do so why do I keep trying to do it myself yeah and that's something that has been a reoccurring theme in my life and my husband like I said is an extreme like he's a realist he was that Sunday school kid he was the one in the old testament class that raised his hand at every single question because he knew the answer and i remember him looking me straight in the eyes like at the beginning of my time at the university and being like Shauna do you think that you're Jesus or do you think that Jesus is Jesus Mm. and I was like that's the meanest question anyone's asked me why would you ask me like it's just getting super mad at him because I didn't really know him at that point and I was like get out of my face you You don't know me yeah and then in that moment I was like Nick I'm sorry you were right (laughs) 
And ever since then, it's been like, okay, Shauna, you have to check your heart right now. Like, yeah. are you trying to get them to follow Shauna or are you trying to get them to follow Jesus? Because I realized I was following Shauna for a really long time when I needed to be following Jesus. And following Jesus gave me way more peace than trying to follow myself. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And because when you're following Jesus, you don't have to try as hard. No. Right? Like yeah. you, God flows through you and all... All you need to do is stay close to God Mm -hmm. and then everything else is going to be fruit from that. Hence the word fruit of the spirit Mm -hmm. is like when you're close to the spirit, God will produce fruit in you. You don't have to do a darn thing. Yeah. You know, it's going to flow from you just as easily as it did that day when you prayed and you asked him like, please keep me going. Like finish this sentence. I can't. Literally. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I just will never forget the weight that it lifted off my shoulders that I had, like, I didn't need to carry it around for that two plus years at that point. If I would have just taken the time to really learn about like who Christ is and what Christ wants for me instead of who I am and who I want for myself, then my whole beginning of my relationship with Christ would have been different. And it would have been probably not any easier, but it would have been me not trying to gain so much for myself. And I think When I look back at that time and the like quote unquote fruit that I had, it was really just a bunch of people following me around. Mm. It was not following Christ. And it makes me so sad because some of the people that I asked to come to youth group with me, they don't have a good relationship with Christ right now or they have no relationship with Christ. And it makes me think of like, okay, Shauna, you just invited them to come because you wanted to have an extra friend with you at youth group. Like, did you honestly have a conversation with them? Yeah. Did you even know how to have an honest conversation with them? And again, not trying to make it all on my shoulders, but very much like I wish I would have surrendered all of that to Christ in that moment instead of acting like I did and kind of bringing these people into this cozy relationship with Christ with me Mm -hmm. instead of challenging them in their sin or challenging them to think deeper, just being like, oh, come to my youth group with me and let's talk about how much Jesus loves you and how perfect you are instead of being like, okay, here's a real gospel presentation. Yeah. Here is a real, like, here's your sin. Mm -hmm. And it stinks and it's sad, but we all have it. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder all the time when I look at people like scrolling through Instagram or Facebook of like, man, I think I missed an opportunity when I thought that I was doing the right thing. It was way more about me than God. Mm -hmm. But... Also keep, remember that God is way bigger than you too. I know. I know. That's true. I got to remind myself that every yeah. day. So when you're scrolling through and you're seeing them and you're like, man, I wonder what kind of choices they're making. Mm-hmm. God's so much bigger. He's going to reach them no matter what and true. all of that. And I think it is really, I, I love that you had that, like that time where you can point back and you're like, that's when I experienced the Holy Spirit working through yeah. me mm-hmm. and pointing to that and like that memory you're able to tap into and really see the power of of God working in you yeah. and through you instead of you f- forcing, like you talking about God, you experienced God. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. instead of you saying, oh, God, I know him, but you really know his stats. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like somebody knows One Direction stats <laughs> and like all of that. Like people know things about Harry Styles, but they don't really know him. <laughs> That's kind of how you were like with God. That's so true. I had like a little cheat sheet baseball card in my back pocket. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But that time you knew, you actually knew God. Yeah. Where you can be like, oh, God, I know him. Yeah. I know him. 
Mm-hmm. You know? So what did that change in you? Mm. I feel like I just started well, number one, I started reading my Bible and I started praying <laughs> yeah. and I started taking my relationship with God seriously. So why was reading your Bible one of the things that you jumped into with that? Why was that important to you? Because I didn't know. I think in order to know God, you need to know the word of God. Like yeah. that is his gift to us in order to know him deeply and intimately. Mm. And in my head, it was like this workbook that I didn't really have time for or yeah. care about very yeah. much. Or I would read it when other people were reading it because I... I am a very relational person. So I even remember thinking to myself, okay, Shauna, if you want to have an hour of Jesus time every day, you can have this like hour conversation with your friend about Jesus and it counts. And like, that's the same thing. Mm. And then all of a sudden I realized I hadn't read my Bible in months. And I was like, "Mm, it's not the same thing. So really prioritizing my own personal relationship with Christ before thinking, oh, well, I need to do this Bible study with this person or I need to have coffee with this person. Like, no. You need to focus on your own personal relationship with Christ right now yeah. because you don't know the word of God and mm. you don't know scripture and you don't know what it's like to be disciplined. And that's still something I really struggle with because if I have a really good conversation with someone about Christ over coffee, I do believe that the Holy Spirit is present in that conversation, but that doesn't mean I don't need to read my Bible for a week. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's a lie that high school Shauna told me and it, yeah. I still believe her sometimes. So yeah, I started reading the Bible. I started praying. I got a mentor, nice. which was so amazing. Mallory Harrigan, if you're listening, praise God. She just really started speaking into my life in a way that no one else had and not a lot of the leaders that I had in high school, they wanted the best for me and it was amazing, but they just loved me so much that they didn't point out my flaws. Yeah. And they just wanted, not, they didn't manipulate me or anything like that. That's not how it went. But I think they wanted me to step into this potential that they saw in me that they forgot that I still had a lot of learning to do and a lot of growing. Yeah. And with Mallory, she had really, really hard conversations with me and she didn't let me act like everything was okay. Cause I'm a pretty good faker. Mm. I'm pretty good at giving you the right answer. If you ask me the right question and she would see through it and she'd be like, Shauna, is that really how you're feeling? And when like different things, my junior year of college was really, really hard and Nick and I broke up and we're married now. So (laughs) RIP. But at the same time that we broke up, my grandma had a stroke And my grandpa died all within this like two month period. And I just was totally beside myself upset. But if you saw me walking down the mall, which is like the strip at Huntington University, you would think that I was totally fine. Mm. And Mallory in that time was like, how are you pursuing Christ in this? Like, how are you letting Christ pursue you in this? How are you praying in this? How are you lamenting in this? (laughs) Like just diving into my pain with me instead of being like, suck it up, like, Because I was a leader in her building at that point. I was a resident assistant. And she could have just been like, okay, well, you're having the right amount of events with your girls. You're having the right amount of one-on-ones with your girls. So I don't actually care about you. But instead of that, she was like, no, Shauna, if you don't need to have this event because you're not okay right now, then don't have this event. Or if you need to just like get coffee with Jesus instead of coffee with a student, then do that. Or if we need to set up an extra appointment together, let's do that. Or if you need to get counseling, why don't you do that? Instead of like making me fake it till I make it, which is just what I was used to. Yeah. So having a mentor in my life who pushed me to have a closer relationship with Christ before anything else was just so amazing Mm -hmm. and just really changed my perspective on what people expected of me. Yeah. Because she never expected anything of me except for that I was pursuing the heart of God. Mm. And it was 
such a breath of fresh air and I felt like that made me be more vulnerable with her than I was with anyone. Like I told Mallory some really deep things about myself and she just loved me through every single one of them. And I'll never forget some of the moments that we had in her office of like her praying so deeply over me and praying in belief that Mm -hmm. it was going to happen. She taught me so much about prayer and so much about scripture and so much about how real God is. Yeah. And I had never known that before. Like I, I prayed and I was like, oh yeah, if I pray, like it might happen. But she believed Mm. that if she prayed in genuine faith to God, then it would come true. And I saw that lady perform some miracles Mm. in her time. So that was just completely life-changing to me. Well, yeah, and I think a big part of that was you gave her permission yeah. for all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because you sought her out and you asked you asked for these things. Yeah. And that your heart was ready for it, mm-hmm. too. And so, like, I think sometimes we go in and we're like, well, I want this leader to give me this. But I don't want the hard things and I don't want to be called out and I want the I want to leave feeling really good. Yeah. Uh, but we have to give permission to do the hard things, even mm-hmm. permission for you had to give permission to yourself yeah. to be vulnerable and to let somebody else in mm-hmm. in all of that, too, instead of just like what knuckling your way through it and and, and really pursuing like feeling good. You pursued god yeah in all of that and god doesn't always want us to feel good no (laughs) he doesn't he wants us to give him glory he wants us to follow him he wants us to love but love isn't always a warm fuzzy feeling sometimes love is sacrifice sometimes love is you know going through really hard things for someone else to to show them like we could keep going (laughs) we love love (laughs) it's great and it's hard And so, so now you're, you're married and you're not in college anymore. True. How has your life looked from then? Cause you were a campus life director uh-huh. with me, coworkers and yeah. stuff. Um, and, and now you, you work for the city of Huntington yeah, and do. doing service stuff. <laughs> How have you felt your, your journey has transformed you during this time as well? Mm, yeah. When I got the job at Youth for Christ, I was so excited to be in ministry. Like I felt like little junior in high school, Shauna would be like actually grabbing her pants because she made it, you know? (laughs) And then when I got in ministry, I realized like, oh boy, this is really hard. And again, instead of like being vulnerable at first, I just was like, Shauna, you wanted this your whole entire life. You got this, suck it up and do what you need to do. Mm. And like, again, this sounds really bad, but I was pretty good at it. Like I was pretty good at it. And I don't know how much Jesus was in it for that first like six months. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, Shauna, you're amazing. And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, <laughs> yep. Okay. Old habits are reoccurring here. <laughs> yep. This ain't pretty. Yep. So it, it had got to the point again, Sir Nicholas, my husband, bless his little heart, just always calls me out on mean, mean things, but that's what he's here for. And he like, just again was like, Shauna, if like, if you were doing your job and Jesus wasn't even a part of it, would any of it change? And I was like, yeah, it would all change. And I was like, no, nothing, nothing would change. <laughs> You're right. I'm just making friends with a bunch of teenagers. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So that was another moment for me where I was like, okay, I need to be honest with myself here of like, am I praying before I meet with a student? Am I praying before my programming happens? Am I even like talking about Jesus in this one-on-one or am I just too afraid that they're going to think I'm this weird Christian person that I don't want to talk about it? Mm -hmm. And like I prided myself on being this like evangelistic, going to tell you about Jesus, going to 
I don't even know, just lay out the gospel for you every time I was with you. And then all of a sudden I went into this old pattern of like, well, if I'm loving them, then I'm being Jesus. And that's the same thing. And there's this quote or something of like, I don't know exactly what it says, but it's like, preach the gospel everywhere and if necessary use words and I used to love that quote and then all of a sudden I was like it is necessary to use words because if I'm not using words and they don't know about the gospel of Christ they know that I'm a nice person but they don't know about Jesus yeah so I had to again like sit myself down and think okay Shauna what are you doing like you're just creating a bunch of little Shauna followers you're not creating a bunch of little Christ followers and nobody needs a Shauna follower in the world we need Christ followers so I had some hard conversations I had some really good friends Liz Liz and Danny and Courtney bless you all of you and it was just this like great co-workers great co-workers great co-workers great co-workers great friends amen and it was just this season of life of like well should I be doing this like should I have these souls in my hands if I don't know if Jesus is like what I'm talking to them about and I like I ended up quitting Youth for Christ more because I wanted to be in Huntington than because of that but I think at the core if I'm really honest with myself and like not afraid of what people will think about me Mm -hmm. i'm like shauna you really are better at following leaders than being a leader because when you're a leader it becomes too much about you yeah than when you're a follower and i'm really thankful for the people that i have in my life who like have showed me what it's like to be really good leaders like mallory for instance she was a really good leader but she wasn't afraid to never make it about her yeah and like if if you knew baker roush which was the dorm that i lived in then you knew that mallory was the resident director or the overseer of all of baker roush but you like mallory didn't have to be there for baker roush to run yeah because she wasn't afraid to give responsibilities to other people and now that's what i'm striving for of like in this job I have a lot of leadership still, but it's not necessarily Christian focused. So in my job, I'm like, okay, well, what does it look like now to be in the secular world and not make volunteering in Huntington about Shauna? Mm -hmm. What does it look like to make it about Huntington? Which is kind of similar of like, okay, what's it look like to come to Campus Life Club, not for Shauna, but because of Jesus or not for Liz, but because of Jesus. So it's this learning how to be a really good leader without having to be the center of attention and I don't know exactly how I'm ever going to learn that because I think that I in high school that was just if you were the center of attention then everyone was looking at you and everybody loved you then everybody loved Jesus and everything was perfect yeah and that's not true no so that's not in the bible anywhere no I read it no yeah I know that's like the opposite of the bible (laughs) sorry (laughs) so now like and it's vulnerable for me to say it's very much learning how to be a really really good like helper or doing things not because I want to look good yeah doing things because I want Christ Mm -hmm. to be glorified and I don't know if praise the Lord for his grace and unending love but I don't know what that's going to look like I don't know what the end goal is but I know that taking this step back from being in charge has been really good for me and has been really 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 like okay Shauna who are you when not everyone's looking at you or who are you when you're being a little quieter or who are you when it's just you and Jesus yeah because that is what matters way more and it's especially with COVID like I know that a lot of people have hated COVID and I have hated COVID for a lot of the things that it's stolen from us. But there is a portion of COVID that was a really, really, really sweet time for me and Christ because I was in the process of deciding if I was going to quit Youth for Christ or not. And I was in the process of making this really big decision that I thought was going to change who I was in Christ. And instead of making it 
with a thousand people and a thousand other things going on, I made it with me and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I felt so good about it because I felt like it came from Christ instead of from me or my friends or what would make me look the best. Like quitting Youth for Christ was really hard because I thought people were going to think that I like didn't love Jesus anymore or wasn't qualified for ministry or wasn't cool enough or just really crazy, stupid things. And then the Lord was like, Shauna, what am I going to think? I was like, you're going to love me. Okay, sorry. (laughs) And it just became this really sweet journey of forgetting about what anyone else would care about and Mm -hmm. just really focusing on what Christ would care about. Yeah. It's that releasing that control of your image in all of that, which is so hard to do. If you're Mm -hmm. an Enneagram type two, you care a lot about image. I get it. Shout out to you. Sorry. Sorry about the heart triad in there, but but it, it's it's just releasing that control of I can't control what other people are going to think, mm-hmm. but what I can control is my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of my relationship with Christ has been like of like, okay, is my relationship with Christ for others or is it for like me and Christ? Yeah. And I think there's a portion of our relationship with Christ. Like, yes, we do need to be living our life as examples. We need to be like Christ-like. But if my relationship is solely based on what other people are going to think about me, then something is super wrong. Yeah. And I would say a good portion of my relationship with Christ and still today in a pretty healthy spot, I think I go back and forth of, am I doing this for Jesus or am I doing this for Shauna? Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing it for Shauna, then I need to stop. Yeah. And if I'm doing it for Jesus, then great. Yeah. Green light. We're Green good. light. Keep on going. Yeah. Truck it through. But <laughs> if it's for Shauna, then just take a deep breath and think about what you're doing. Yeah. So during all of this, this whole journey of releasing your image, of, of learning how to submit to God, of learning Holy Spirit, all everything you just talked about, what are some verses that always brought you back Ooh, yeah. to him? What are some things that always like showed you Jesus? So these verses aren't necessarily like ones that got me through it, but when I think about the journey that I've been on, this scripture comes to mind, and we already talked about it a little bit, but I can read it for all of us. So it's 1 Corinthians 3, and I'm just going to read for a little bit. So it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready. You are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? When one of you says, okay, so all of that, pause, sorry. All of that was very much like, okay, I probably needed milk a little longer. But at the same time, like I was very much still controlled by my sinful nature. So what does that look like when I was getting fed something that wasn't necessarily nourishing to me? So that portion was very much the beginning of my relationship with Christ. And then this, I love Paul in the Bible mm. because he is just he brings a it. savage. Mm-hmm. So then he goes on to say, when one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting just like the people of the world? So Paul and Apollos, both really awesome Christian guys who were really like spreading the gospel of Christ all throughout the nations. And people are saying, oh, I follow Paul. I follow Apollos. Anyway, it continues. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, Apollos watered it, and it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. Hmm. 
So if Paul is talking to these people and he's like, stop saying that you follow me. Stop saying that you follow Apollos. You follow God. And he's like calling them out and getting really mad. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like he said, it doesn't matter who plants the seed or who waters it. What's matter? It, what matters is that they're following God yeah. and that God is the one who's making that seed grow. If I plant a bunch of seeds, but God isn't in the midst of it, they're all going to die. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if I water them for days and days and days. They're going to die. And then when I read the scripture the first time, I started crying. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I have been wanting people to follow me for so long. And it's just like this situation. Do you follow Paul? Do you follow Apollos? And they were so excited about it. But Paul and Apollos weren't. Yeah. They were like, stop it right now. You do not follow me. You follow Christ. And I think if people would have said that to me in high school, like, oh, I follow Shauna. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, like, drink, flip, you would have drank, drank it in. For sure. And now reading this, I'm like, Lord, I am so sorry. Like, I repent of my need for people to follow me. Like, it's not me. It's you. Yeah. So that scripture is just one of those scriptures that every time I read it, I just get really pumped up about like, Shauna. Or like anyone who is struggling with this, like it is not us, it yeah. is God. And I don't care if I read the Bible to my mom every single night, word for word, she's not going to accept it until Christ, like actually, like until she's ready and until Christ has her ready. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I do. And I've learned that the hard way in a lot of the relationships, especially with my family. I can pray and pray and pray and preach and preach and preach, but at the end of the day, it's God's timing, not mine. Yeah. And you can't love them into this, you know? No, and I tried for years and they would be so off and on and so flaky with their faith. And I was like, why are they flaky with their faith? Blaming them when in reality, it wasn't my fault, but like they weren't actually trying to pursue God for God. They were trying to pursue God for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not going to get you anywhere. Oh, no. And and it's it takes the Holy Spirit out of the picture. (laughs) Yeah. Too. And it takes the Holy Spirit out of transforming them Mm -hmm. they're they're forcing a moral change and a behavior change but the heart change is the only thing that god can do can but a heart change is the thing that god does yeah Mm -hmm. we can white knuckle our way through changing behavior and all those things but but god transforms hearts yeah and who we are praise god for that yeah (laughs) amen girl so right now i'd love you to give I'd love to give you a chance to read your letter to your younger self. Dear younger me, everything seems so shiny and new to you. Things have gotten so much better so quickly and you're finding yourself caught up in it all. Isn't it just so amazing? Jesus is so amazing. His way is so much better and I'm so thankful that you found that out. But I want to give you some advice. Don't think of this as a casual life change to just make things easier. Think of it as something that is forever. Something that you are continually putting effort in. Your blind faith is amazing, and I'm so thankful for it, but don't forget to learn more about who God is. You have to put effort into any relationship you're in, right? So why would this one be any different? Another thing, I know that your sweetheart desires for everyone in your family to know the Lord, but that's his job, not yours. You can plant and water seeds, but you cannot completely transplant a tree into their life. They have to put effort into it, too. If they make a decision just to be closer to you, it wasn't their decision. It was a decision they made for you. You are not making them follow God, you're making them follow you. Don't convince yourself that it's the same thing because it's not. I'm proud of you, I love you. There are going to be times where following Jesus is hard, but I promise it's always going to be worth it. Build your foundation, seek and tell truth, and remember, Jesus is the only one who can save people, not you. Love me.
That's great. I love that you're talking about your foundation in all of this because that's the thing. Everything else is built upon that. And you're like, take time and build your foundation. And I like it that you told yourself to build your foundation because I think a lot of times we're like, well, I'm waiting for my pastor to tell me the right thing Mm -hmm. so that my foundation's built. I'm waiting for my leader to do the, to like have the perfect series that builds my foundation. It's like, no, you need to put in the work to build that foundation in Jesus. Yeah. And it's a personal thing for you. It's not just you learning about other people. Like I can watch YouTube videos about how to build a foundation all day, but until I actually pour the concrete and build a real foundation, I'm not involved in the process, Mm -hmm. right? And so you have to know how to do that. And like you have to know Jesus and build that foundation yourself instead of waiting for other people to bring it to you. Mm -hmm. And so I I like it that you told yourself to like, hey, do this. Like stop waiting around for other people to do it for you. Mm -hmm. You have to do it yourself. Yeah, because just like people, I believe that I kind of had people following me. I was following whoever I could. Oh, yeah. I wasn't following Christ. I just wanted to know what people knew and then I wanted to make sure that it was real to me you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I was following people just as much as I was having people follow me yeah that's it's so true and it's so easy to fall into because we want like we want to listen to the wise people in our lives and we want to listen to uh the the people that know more than us and are Mm -hmm. farther down the line and as somebody who is a youth leader like I want my students to listen to me but I only want me them to listen to me if they're listening to Jesus too yeah like I don't want to be the end all for any of them and so it's that balance of trying to be aware of of all of that and so that's that's so good Shauna I'm so glad that you've been on that journey and 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 grown in all that and see the fruit of that now in your life and um, so right now, if you are sitting here and like someone was listening to this and they're feeling the same way, they're struggling mm-hmm. with what a foundation really looks like, or maybe they are a new Christian and they're like, what do I do? How do I start? Or they're looking on their life and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm loving Jesus for his stuff and what yeah. he does for me and not just Jesus. What's some advice that you have for people like that? I would say one piece of advice that I would give to you is it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to ask for help. It's good to be vulnerable and it's good to ask for help. And if you don't have all the answers, nobody's going to think you are as stupid as you think you are. Hmm. And I've learned that from experience. We are our own worst critic. And I tell this to my freshman girls all the time. We treat ourselves like absolute garbage sometimes. And the thing that someone told me this once of, would you treat your best friend the same way you're treating yourself right now? Absolutely not. Yeah. If I even like even if I was treating someone I don't like very much like that, I would feel terrible about it. So why am I treating myself like that? Mm -hmm. So you're your own worst critic. Ask people for help and it is gonna get you so far. I would also say if you don't feel ready for something, you don't have to do it. Like if someone asks you to lead a small group and you don't feel ready to lead a small group, say no. And then talk to them about why you said no. Yeah. And maybe they'll even have some really great advice for you on how to eventually be prepared if that's something you want to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. And then the last little piece of advice I would say is read the Bible. Like read scripture, know scripture, and have a solid foundation to stand on. The best foundation you can give yourself is reading scripture, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And it has gotten me so far. And there are so many times where I don't 
know what to do and I think back of, oh, well, I've read this. I should do this. And I wish I knew the Bible more. I wish that I had a much better memory than I do to memorize scripture. But even like have a background on your phone, be a verse that you're trying to memorize. Or I have little, I do the She Read Truths devotional, little plug for them. Ooh. And they have little cards that I always put on the back of my phone and I try to memorize that verse or I put them on my mirror and learning what you truly believe, not just what everyone else wants you to believe is so important. And I'm not saying that your parents don't have great advice or your pastor doesn't have great advice or Liz doesn't have great advice because they do. And I'm so thankful for like the Mallory in my life who mentored me and taught me so much about scripture. But at the end of the day, like you need to know where you stand and you need to know what your foundation is based in. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so good. And so true. And, and it's it's so important to dive into scripture and even if you don't know where to start mm. uh i mean start learning about jesus and yeah. you don't have to read it like a textbook mm. you don't have to read it to just get information or you don't have to read it just to memorize the whole bible right like <laughs> that'd be crazy I know, I know but but read it as a story read it as a letter to you mm. read it as something you're trying to learn how this person lived their life. Mm-hmm. And if you read it like that, it's going to it's going to open up brand new doors for you. Yeah. And it, you have to start somewhere. Don't act like don't feel like you have to be where I am. Or if you are just accepting Christ as a junior in high school, why in the world would you know the same amount as your friend who's followed Christ their whole life? Yeah. It's okay to start somewhere. You just have to start. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know a word or a phrase or something like that, look it up. Ask your friend who's been a Christian their whole entire life. Don't feel like you have to figure it out yourself. Because yeah. I felt that. I felt so ashamed when I didn't know a certain word or I didn't even know the gospel gospel. Like I accepted accepted the gospel and I would say in that moment I was really saved. But if you told me to share the gospel to someone, I would have been like, Jesus loves you so much. Like I wouldn't have known what to say and that's okay. I had to ask questions and I had to start somewhere. Oh yeah, that's so good. Shauna, I'm so, so, so glad that we got to sit and have a good conversation and just talk about your life talk about Jesus, talk about all the good things going on and, and, and all of that. And everybody, I just want you to listen to the words that Shauna is saying and just, I hope you guys heard the joy in her heart. And we were basically smiling the whole time we were having a we're conversation. We're literally just smiling at each other. <laughs> so good. It's so good. But um, yeah, Shauna, thank you so much for your story and for who you are and the joy that you bring and all of that. Thank you for helping with campus life. And I love having you involved in all of this. I love being your friend. Uh, I feel such a joy being in your life. And so thank you so much. And you can truly see the Holy Spirit working in you and working through you. And joy doesn't just come from being happy. Joy comes from the Spirit in you. And you exuberate joy in every little ounce that you have. So thank you for exactly who you are. Thank you. And continue on your journey and all of that. Thanks, Liz. You're the best. Uh, Hey, everybody home. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Younger Me, Love Me. Make sure you guys like us on Spotify, on Apple Music, podcasts, all all that kind of stuff. Uh, Make sure you leave us a review. Share this with your friends. And guys, I hope you learned a lot more about Shauna today, a lot more about yourself, and even more about God. And go out and have an awesome day.